Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for joining our program here this morning on this new cool format here. We can uh, actually show information as people are talking about uh, what they're talking about. How's that for a novel Bob concept Gilligan. with this new technology? Um, let's introduce our next guest uh, right away. His name is Scott Phelps. Scott is with a group called A&M Partnership. It stands for Abstinence and Marriage Partnership. He has been very involved with trying to teach uh, chastity, uh, develop programs, and get into schools to help uh, children understand the value of chastity um, in the public and, and non-public schools alike. Uh, is very concerned about legislation pending in Springfield. Uh, Senate Bill 818, I think, is the number, and it's, uh, you know, in layman's term, it's just called the Comprehensive Sex Ed. I don't know what the official title is, but here to talk about uh, all those subjects with us is uh, Scott Phelps. Scott, you're with us. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Great, great. Thanks for taking some time this morning. We really appreciate it. Scott, tell us a little bit first about uh, A&M Partnership. What is it, and what, what, are you, what do you guys do? Well, sure, and, and some of your listeners might be familiar with Project Reality that was started by Kathleen Sullivan and Phyllis Schlafly oh, yeah. uh, long ago. Oh, yeah. And so uh, when Kathleen retired, uh, quote, unquote, she, she tells me she's retired, but I still don't believe it. She's doing an amazing work down in Naples, Florida these days. Uh, but when she uh, left Illinois to go down to uh, Florida, Project Reality sort of came to an end. And uh, I had already just started up uh, another similar program called Absence and Marriage Education Partnership, largely to continue mm -hmm. the terrific work that Kathleen had done, largely supplying uh, groups, uh, schools uh, across the country, but in Illinois as well, mm -hmm. with materials on how to teach young people the clear and objective benefits of reserving all sexual activity for marriage. And so that's what we do. Yeah, I know you have a number of different like curricula and programs and books and that kind of thing. And you're in a number of schools throughout the state of Illinois now. We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah, we're, we're all over the state. And, and the country as well. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was in the, yeah. as, as I, I knew you were more than Illinois, but I didn't know all the places you are. See, I, I don't even know some of these most obvious things. Scott, tell us a little bit about um, the legislation pending in Springfield. So, um, if anybody cares where it is in the process, this is kind of a, a theme of our last conversation we had about legislative process with Mary Louise Hengisbaugh. So, Senate Bill 818 is uh, a Senate bill that uh, passed a committee um, in the Senate. It has not been voted on by the full Senate. It will most likely be voted on this week. Um, and then it will most likely pass the Senate, being that uh, it has who it's comprised of the way it is. And so the battlefront for us will pretty much be focused on um, reaching out to state reps uh, in, in the House where it will go uh, for concurrence. And so that's where a lot of activity will be. But before we get into, I mean, we do want to urge people to, to call their state reps, state senators, and tell them to please vote no on Senate Bill 818. But before we do that, why should they do that? What's wrong with the bill? Well, first of all, so our group is not, you know, we're not a lobbying group. We're an educational group. Uh, but our, our interest here, of course, is 
that schools have the opportunity to continue teaching uh, what they've been teaching, which is that reserving sexual activity for marriage is objectively the safest, healthiest option. And this bill would seek to even remove that option. Now, this has been happening incrementally for some time. Uh, so back in 2013, there was another iteration of the sex education bill uh, that I testified in Springfield about in which they diluted significantly the legislation that was in place at the time. Look, up until recently, I'd say up until about that time, the standard across America was that states would require that if schools taught anything regarding sex, that abstinence or you know, refraining from sexual activity would be the primary uh, message given to young people. Well, then that was sort of uh, watered down back in 2013 to say, you know, you need to tell them about abstinence and contraception. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to get that contraception thing in there because that's their thing. And uh, so they, they were able to do that, sort of uh, tell the kids either to be absent or to use contraception as opposed to teach them to be abstinent. Now what they're doing is they're sort of going full force and just dropping abstinence altogether. So, you know, you went from abstinence to absence and contraception to contraception only. <laughs> so we might we might refer to this bill as a contraception only bill. Yeah, uh, because that's really what's going on. And then it goes far beyond that yes. to add a whole a whole host of uh, confusing messages about gender fluidity mm -hmm. and and all of that. And that schools need to sort of teach and affirm uh, uh gender change and, and all the stuff that they want to bring in. And so what they've done now is they're in the new iteration of the sex ed law. There is no reference whatsoever either to abstinence or to marriage. And it's all about, uh, you know, all these disparate mm -hmm. versions or variants of sexual activity that kids can experiment with and so forth. It's, it's really quite uh, damaging. And so we just think that, uh, Schools should have the opportunity to continue teaching good, healthy messages to our kids. And this bill seeks to really wipe that out. Uh, and so that's that would be our concern. The bill also makes reference to uh, something that uh, I don't think anybody knows about. It talks about uh, complying with the mandates in the National Sex Education Standards. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And that is a uh, if anybody wants to go look at it, you can you can Google this information. It's put out by an organization called SICUS, S-E-I-C-U-S. And I don't remember exactly what that stands for, but I highly recommend people if you are at least remotely concerned about this issue. Go to SICUS, uh, S-E-I-C-U-S, and go to the website and then click on the section that talks about, it. is it the National Sex Education Standards? Is that right? Correct. And then look at Correct. some of the things that they're teaching, and they break it down into um, age groups. They, I think it's like K through 2, then they go through th grades 3 through 5, and then there's different standards for 6 through tw 12, I think. But y people need to look at that. Uh, and read that, and it won't take you but, what, five, ten minutes. You can just leaf through it real quickly. And and I don't know if you want to comment on, on, on this at all, but who SICUS is and, and what, what this National Sex Education Standard is and why they chose that of all groups, I, I have no idea. 
Well, because this is a long-term plan. I mean, this is something that has been in the works for a very long time. The uh, SICA sexual uh, sexual education standards were developed in 2011. They started working on it in 2008. That's how long they've been working on this. Uh, look, these people are in it for the long haul, you know, and they don't quit, and they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, so this is something they've been working on for a long time. Now, this bill seeks to codify those standards, which are put together by a group of uh, basically advocates for plan- – and Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood would be in that mix uh, – advocates for – uh, sex education that eliminates any reference to marriage and promotes uh, things like, uh, you know, all these different uh, mm-hmm. sexual behaviors and so forth. So, for example, as you as you referenced in these standards, and they make it sound when they when they introduce it in the bill that you know Illinois schools must comply with the national sexuality education standards. You know, it almost makes it sound like it's some sort of a government uh, federal right. guideline, right. but there's not no such thing. That's my uh, point. This is not a government group. No. These are these are a group of, you know, the Human Rights Campaign, for example, would be supportive of this. Uh, Planned Parenthood is supportive of this. These are basically far left lobbying groups in Washington that have put this together, and so Illinois is tethering its law to. What these groups, their wish list, it really it's their dream, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what this bill is. It's let's take these radical left groups and let's let's make their wish, their dream to be the mandate, the standard for Illinois schools. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it's it, and I should clarify, I should have clarified this at the outset that um, it, it, now uh, there was an amendment adopted recently. So non-public schools are not in this legislation this is just on this just pertains to the public school it's in the school code so catholic schools uh christian schools are not mandated to teach this we can do what we so desire to do so we are out of this altogether but this only affects 90 percent of culture uh, yeah right right so nothing to worry about well and and what we say in in a statement we're going to put out is that um well well, that's nice and and yeah because that would be a i mean we could fight that in court and win that's a first amendment violation but you know look let's be honest uh two things there's many things that work here A, a significant number majority of catholics attend public schools and the teachers uh are going to have to teach this stuff who may happen to be catholic so you know there is a conscience issue here at at play and and you know the other thing i want to talk about and i think it's important to address this is that there is an opt-out so you know they will say that well you don't have to abide by this A, a parent if they have objections to this can take their child out of this type of curricula and the kid can do something else do you want to make a comment about that yeah, you know, now there's been several iterations of this bill, so, you know, I'm I, not it's still positive I've got the latest iteration, yeah, it's, it's but in, in one of them, and I think it is the current iteration, and that is that the bill actually prohibits the schools from making that, from having that opt-out sort of made known, right? So, yes, parents can opt out if they can figure it out, right. but the school is not allowed to send a letter home saying, hey, we're doing the sex ed class and you can opt out if you want. Schools can't do that. The law says you can't do that. Right. <laughs> but if the parents can sort of figure it out and opt out, then they can opt out, you know, if they jump through six hoops. I've, I've 
talked about this to many people. And, and, you know, uh, this is where uh, that's why we're doing this segment, because we have the system of government, our elected leaders. It's a representative democracy. So we elect people to represent us and we hope they would have the best uh, interests of everybody at heart. But something like this, that is I mean, there's so many bills going on in Springfield. The public can't be expected to know everything that's going on about every bill. And so what we're trying to do is shed some light on this and tell people, like, look, you need to act now because once this pa- if this passes, it's too late. And then, you know, you're going to be sitting there someday a year or two from now and your, your child's going to come home with this, with this curricular or this handbook and you're going to look at this thing and go, what is this and how did this happen? Well, the answer is it's happening now. It's happening to you now. So if you don't like it and you want to prevent it from happening, now is the time to call your state senator, your state representative, and urge them to vote no on Senate Bill 818. If you don't know who that is or how to navigate that, the Catholic Conference of Illinois has a website. You can go to www.ilcatholic.org. There's a way on there. There's an icon to find your legislator. There's a little fact sheet that we've written on the reasons why that we're opposed to this. And it's many of the same reasons that Scott and I are talking about now. Um, there's no surprises in this. Um, everything, I think, in that in that fact sheet is something that we, we, Scott and I have just discussed. So please do this now before it's too late. Scott, any other thing you want to wrap up in terms of concerns about 818 and where we are as a society on this topic? Well, let me just give you... Uh... And I'm sorry, I'm looking. I, I lost my tab here where I had it <laughs> up on my screen to read you just a you know Please. one sort of section of it, but uh, it has uh, it has flown away, so I do not have it. But I guess what I would say is that some of these things, let's not kid ourselves, are already being taught in many schools. That, mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the reality. What this bill is going to do then is force all schools to do what currently some schools are doing. And as you said, you know, you, you may well have teachers who, I, well, we absolutely know because we work with teachers all over the state. Mm-hmm. And you will have many teachers who will be very much opposed uh, to what this bill will require them to teach. And it's going to put them in a very difficult position of, you know, lo- lose your job or go against your conscience. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll give you one example. I, I was said that, you know, we do training seminars for educators right. in conjunction with the uh, Illinois Department of Education around the state. And uh, last year, well, before COVID, when we were doing training seminars, uh, I had a lady come to my training seminar that I was doing in Peoria. And she had just left her school in uh, the Bloomington Normal area. And she came up to me at the break and she said, oh, my goodness, this program is so wonderful. I'm so glad because at the school that I was at, they had a sex education program that they required me to teach. And I just couldn't in good good conscience. I couldn't do it. And they said, you will do it or you will lose your job. Really? And so she said, I left. I left the school and I'm at another school now. And I when I went to this new school, the teacher handed me a copy of your program and said, go to this training seminar. And she said, I'm so glad I came. That's so that's great. what we're dealing with. We're dealing with teachers who, in some cases, will be told, you know, shut up and teach what we tell you to teach. 
And, you know, is that really what we want? I, I certainly hope not. But that's what this bill is going to come down to. Yeah, this bill is um, it, it's shocking. I remember the first time I read the original version. I couldn't believe some of the provisions in there. Um, I, I'm not approved, but I was like, wow, I, I'd have a hard time saying these things in front of a bunch of kids. I, I, I would. Um, and it, it, one of the things that's in the bill today that I want to underscore is they I'm going to I don't have it in front of me either. But but this is what it says. It says that one of the things that will be taught in um, I think it's the last track uh, sixth through sixth grade through 12th grade is is basically assisting students on how they can confidentially find out information about reproductive health care services. Yes. Uh, our previous segment was just upon it was about the p possible repeal of the Illinois Parental Notification Act. You know, you take those two things together, you can have a society, you can have a state where a parent will not know, will not have the right to know, or be notified whether their child is seeking an abortion, and the public school system will be assisting them on how to find out where to do it. I mean, that's right. Is this that's what right. we're? Fact, this me, is what we're looking at, really? Absolutely. In fact, one of the more popular sex ed curriculum nationally that is used in some schools here in Illinois, for example, one of the one of the assignments is to locate the nearest clinic quote-unquote clinic and then you, you write down in your in your workbook there you know what bus you take to get there and so forth and how do, how do you get to the clinic and so these are these are the kinds of things that are actually taught to our kids is here's the address here's where you go here's how you get there here's know. the bus or you know all this kind of stuff so no, you're absolutely right this is going to mandate some of the most radical sex education in the country be taught throughout illinois in all schools Scott, thanks for taking some time this morning. Keep up the good work. Uh, we'll keep uh, uh, advocating against passage of this legislation. It's Senate Bill 818. Go to www.ilcatholic.org. Find out how to contact your legislator to oppose that particular piece of legislation. Scott, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Bob. Don't go away, okay, everybody. Bye. We'll be right back. We're going to come back with uh, talking to Sue Barrett, uh, Director of Aid for Women, and she's going to talk to us about an exciting event we have going on, uh, the Walkathon, and also what's going on in the world of uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Don't go away. We'll be right back.